Come on out in Jesus Christ's name. All the demons are commanded by name or by function. We bind you and we command you to leave right now in Jesus Christ's name. All the way out. Hurry up. Move it. Let's go. Let's go. you got 30 seconds. Let's go. Ready? Ready to take a ride? Grab your coffee and strap yourself in because the show is about to begin. From the front lines of America, Babylon, and transmitting worldwide on the internet and satellite, you are listening to Omega Man Radio Network with Shannon Davis. Let Brother Shannon know that 
I couldn't do a program last Wednesday, and if you're looking uh, forward to hearing me, uh, thank you and thank you so much. But I was not able to do it because I was literally in a meeting at this hour, and God did some tremendous things. Some great foundation work was laid in Deliverance Truth there in the Johnstown, Gloversville area, and I really appreciate the host, uh, my host and hostess, Pastor Maury and uh, Carol Shapiro, and their great job that they did in uh, making my wife and I feel welcome, but also just uh, the, the legwork that it took to get the uh, people out on a Tuesday and Wednesday night, and God uh, wonderfully blessed. Uh, I'm amazed at how the Holy Spirit brings in the divine appointments that we pray for and keeps out the demonic appointments that we definitely don't want in. I share with people, I shared with, with Pastor Maury, and uh, over the years I've shared with others that we actually pray people out. Uh, many churches don't do that. They pray, they're looking for the numbers, and as Pastor Worley used to say, and I quote, that God uh, adds by subtraction and multiplies by dividing. And if you have the truth from God's Word, it always divides. It always divides people who are believers and unbelievers to begin with, but it also divides people who uh, are kind of like on the fence and they're hiding sin, they don't really want to commit, and as a result they end up uh, being divided against you. Remember, Jesus uh, made uh, used terminology like that too. He said, whoever is not for me is against me, and whoever does not gather with me scatters. So it's it's almost like the uh, the thief the thieves on the cross on either side of the Savior. There's a clear line of demarcation. Jesus was right there dividing them. And what a great picture and what a great uh, testimony to the fact that the truth must divide because there has to be a clear line of delineation between error or false and that which is true. So uh, some truth was, was uh, put out there. I appreciated my wife, Kathy, and uh, she did a great job of supporting me. And, and uh, just as we prayed with people, and ministered there in the Johnstown Gloves. But thank you in advance for those of you who also prayed for the meetings because uh, they uh, they were really good and uh, met some really fine people. In fact, actually met some people who had been uh, in had seen met, had seen and met Pastor Win Worley many many years ago, and so it was great to meet some new faces and to be able to share some things from my heart and again thank you in advance for for those of you who prayed for the meetings i was sharing with brother shannon earlier i'm hoping to have a looking forward to a meeting in richmond virginia area and maybe we'll have an opportunity to broadcast it uh, live over the internet we'll see how things work out uh but that'll be the end of february in fact uh, the last week of weekend of february and uh, we'll be in the Richmond, uh, Virginia area having a meeting uh, there. So uh, it's never too early to pray, so appreciate your ardent prayers uh, for that meeting. I was uh, in conversation tonight with a, uh, a brother in the Lord who was had heard one of my messages 
and I believe on YouTube, I don't remember, it could have been on the Internet, I don't recall at the moment, the venue in which he heard one of my messages. But he had emailed me regarding an area of his life, and I really appreciated his honesty and his boldness and his courage. And uh, it just brings, and it causes uh, right at the forefront of my mind one of the key areas that the enemy attacks, uh, men especially, but also women, and that is the area of uh, of the, the the whole thrust and and um, an issue of of uh, of uh, sex sex and sexual things. And I was sharing with this uh, wonderful brother who had. Uh, is doing some good fighting, at least in terms of what he knows to do, but knows that there's more because, as uh, I shared with him, uh, you know it's demonic when it's driving, tormenting, and harassing you. And when something is driving and you can't stop it, and something is like just, uh, it's not like you're not putting putting the gears you're not shifting it putting it in gear something else is you know that what's driving you is a demon it's demonic and i told them i, I wish i could just put a bible on someone's head and all the demons leave as soon as a person is saved but i shared with him that 95% of my ministry is with christians whose demons never left. They don't leave at salvation. They leave when they're, just like in Jesus' ministry, just like in the, the disciples' ministry, after uh, the Savior sent them out two by two, that they leave when they're commanded. They have to be engaged in battle. And I shared with him that uh, there are several demons we've run into, at least in the sexual area, that because... The sexual sins are usually generational, can be qualified in the Bible or classified in, from Scripture as iniquities, generational iniquities. And since sex is such a huge problem, and we live in such a sex-saturated world, and particularly American society, where everywhere you look, there's sexual, uh, graphic sexual content, whether in print or whether in the in uh, motion pictures, in the movies, or whether uh, at the grocery store as you're, as you're just glancing in the magazines and the bathing suits and the nudity, partial nudity, it seems as if it, it is everywhere because Satan has such a control on people's minds and hearts. And I shared with his brother that until he gets his arms around these this particular area and gets these demons out, kicks these demons out in Jesus' mighty name. He's not going to have victory. It's one thing to have an accountability partner. It's one thing to share with the accountability partner and tell them to pray for you. It's quite another thing. And the, the necessary, important, strategic step in battling the enemy and in gaining victory, and that is to kick them out in Jesus' mighty name. And I remember I was praying with a gentleman in a, in a meeting in a sister church to Agape Bible Church, where I pastor, in East Aurora, New York.
And as I was praying with this brother, uh, there was nothing happening. I prayed for about 20 minutes, a half an hour, and nothing was happening. So I kind of tapped him on the shoulder, and I said, Brother, I'm throwing everything I can at these demons. Do you believe that these demons are inside you? He said to me, No. And I said, Well, then I can't pray for you. And then I subsequently asked him, Why are you wasting my time, and why are you wasting God's time in praying demons out when you don't even believe you have any inside you. And then I had my Bible there with me, and I I gave it to him, and I said, well, find me a verse in Scripture where it says that Jesus ever cast a demon off of someone, or blew a demon off of someone's shoulder, or off of someone's head, or waved a coat, and they suddenly left. I said, that's poppycock. It, it doesn't exist. There's no verse in the Scripture. It's always the verb that's used is, is very specific that the Holy Spirit used in the original. It's ek balo, which means out of is ek. It's a preposition. Balo is to throw. In fact, uh, that's how I remember the verb is because you throw balls. Ek balo, B-A-L-L-O, transliteration of it in English. And it's uh, literally to throw out of. And by definition, if you're throwing someone in this case, a personal entity, a personal being that exists in the spirit realm, a fallen angel, a demon, out of someone, then by definition, they have to be inside of someone. And that's when I confronted this brother. The neat thing is, uh, the pastor of the church was gracious enough to invite me to do the mass deliverance for uh, him and the following night, and I actually saw him yawn a few times. So I think between Friday night and Saturday night of the meetings, it was uh, more of a revelation of the Holy Spirit and his understanding awakened, and the enlightenment went on so that he could actually begin to see that the demons are inside of him and that he needs to believe the truth so that he can be set free. It's just as Jesus says in John 8, you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. And one of the basic truths, of course, is that demons are inside of us. But this whole sexual nature, I gave this uh, gentleman some, some uh, in, in response to his questions, I gave uh, him some demon names. We've run into demons called fantasy lust. And, of course, he comes in when we're fantasizing and in our lust for someone. Uh, so I would say that probably that demon is plentiful in movie theaters where uh, some of these uh, uh, movie harlots, I, I meant starlets, um, actually I didn't, uh, are, in the, are in the theaters and they're, they're or on the screen, I should say, and, and those spirits uh, uh, jump off the screen and, and, and come into the person. And, uh, of course, there's uh, filthy dreams. I've had uh, a number of situations where uh, particularly young men of God, but even uh, older men of God, have confessed that they're, they're fighting uh, their dreams, they're fighting these uh, sexual things and, and so forth in the dreams, orgies and so forth. And, of course, that's the, the demon you want to go after, filthy dreams. And then the other thing you want to do is you want to come after... Uh, other spirits, such as lust, uh, we have found that a demon called lust of the eyes actually lives within a person's eyeballs, and that those spirits reside there, 
and uh, they will turn the head, the person's head. The person may not even be interested in looking in a certain direction, but all of a sudden the demon in them turns the head, and suddenly there's a, a scantily clad person, and, and they begin to think. And never forget, I might as well mention this, that temptation is not sin, according to James 1. James, says, James 1 talks about you know, sin being conceived and bringing forth death, but that's only after we are tempted and we yield to the temptation. Uh, temptation is not sin. Jesus was, Hebrew says, was tempted in all points as we are, yet without sin. So temptation in and of itself is not sin. It's not the first glance and then the looking away, for instance, in the uh, sexual lust area, but it's the second glance that turns into a longing glare, turns into a series of several seconds or even a minute or two of a concentration. Now you're sinning. Now you're in a situation that uh, it's kind of hard to get, kind of difficult to get out of because you've submitted yourself to that. And remember what Romans says. One of, the, one of my favorite verses in the Bible is uh, Romans chapter 6. And isn't it interesting that Paul says uh, in Romans 6 through 8 that no good thing dwells in the flesh. And guess where demons dwell? In the flesh. And they are indeed no good things. But in Romans 6.16, if you have a Bible, now let me again remind you, uh, I'm Pastor John. If you are tuning in to Omega Man Radio, uh, the host is uh, Brother Shannon Davis, and my name is Pastor John Gogan. I, uh, I always tell people if you're a golfer, and you remember the uh, golf classic uh, uh, sportsman Ben Hogan, except it's a G instead of an H. It's uh, Gogan instead of Hogan. So uh, Reverend, Pastor John Gogan is my name, and I pastor Agape Bible Church. Agape, of course, is the Greek word uh, for love. It's the highest form of love that the Greeks could imagine, could come up with. And God uh, used it, the Holy Spirit used it, and uh, transferred it into, the, into Scripture as the uh, unconditional love, object-oriented love. It just loves because it loves. There's no conditions. Most of our love is conditional love. I love you if, I love you when, otherwise I don't love you. But that's not agape love. And uh, that's where we are striving. That's our goal, uh, complete agape love all the time. And uh, that's why we are agape Bible, Bible because we believe the core curriculum, our core curriculum is the scriptures. We believe that God has spoken and he has not stuttered. He did not stutter and that uh, in the original autographs, he spoke and inspired the scriptures, and they are God-breathed, as First Timothy 2.16 says. And, of course, church, because that's what, that's what we are, the ecclesia, the called-out ones, called out from the world, and that's what we form as we come together as the church, uh, the local body. And individually, we are still the church. The church is the individual the true born-from-above Christian. And I pastor that church here in East Aurora. I've been here in my 22nd year now. And so I'm in my just beginning my third decade. 
you could say, or in the initial stages of my third decade here, and uh, been in the full gospel, salvation, healing, and deliverance for about 20 years now. And uh, it's an adventure with a capital A, but uh, I, I would never uh, want anything else because I want to stay faithful to uh, to the Lord and all that, he, and I want all that He has for each of us as Christians in His Holy Word. And you can, uh, by the way, you can uh, email me if you have a question at PJ. Uh, that does not stand for pajamas, by the way. I had a caller, uh, someone called me today, and I, she wanted my email address, and uh, I said. It's PJ. She says, oh, like in pajamas. I said, well, not quite. It's uh, Pastor John. That's what it, the initials are for. PJ Servant, S-E-R-V-A-N-T, at AOL.com. Or you can pull up our website at agapebible.org, just like it sounds, agapebible.org. And we have a very simple website there. You can uh, download a couple of messages, I believe. And once our spring workshop comes up at the end of the month of March, we'll uh, be posting probably before the end of February, the workshop flyer, and you can uh, take a look at it and would love to see you. You can also reach me at the church phone, which is 716, area code 716-655-5008. And um, again, love to answer questions and would uh, love to hear from you. But thank you for listening, and I know Brother Shannon appreciates you listening as well. But uh, we're getting back to this whole area of of uh, sexual problems and sexual immorality and so forth. I find it interesting, as I said in Romans six sixteen. I love this verse. For and this is the word of God. Do you not know? He's obviously asking rhetorical questions. They did know. Do you not know that when you present yourselves to someone as slaves? For obedience, you are slaves of the one you whom you obey. And obviously, when we're giving the instruments of our body over to obedience, or it's corollary, or, or I should say it's obverse, uh, sin, we're presenting our body, our, the instruments of our bodies, we're presenting them to either sin or righteousness, to disobedience or obedience. And you become a slave of it. So there's good slavery. Uh, Paul, oftentimes in his letters and his epistles, will begin, you know, Paul, uh, a doulos is the Greek word. It's a bond slave of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's not a servant, servant, it's not a servant, a servant, it's diakonos, it's a bond slave. It's like he's shackled to the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's what I want to be, and I know that's what you want to be, considering ourselves bond slaves. So whatever the Master says, that's exactly the, what we do. And when we present ourselves to the Lord Jesus Christ or and righteousness and wanting and living holy lives more and more each day sinning less and less we become slaves and of course good slavery is uh, being enslaved to the Lord Jesus Christ enslaved to righteousness bad slavery is either of sin resulting in death so we become slaves to sin 
is what Paul is saying there. We can. It's possible for Christians to get. You, you got to kind of picture yourself as Jesus coming with a key. He lets you out of your prison cell, and let's say there are ten thousand cells, and he unlocks that those cells for you. But then, in certain areas, and let's say one cell equals the whole sexual sin area, we throw the key away, or actually we take the key, we get in the cell, and we lock the door again and throw the key into the moat. Can you believe that? Why would we do that? This is what is incomprehensible, you know, to the Holy Spirit, and probably to the angels that are sent to protect us and that are around us are on a consistent basis basis. Why would we put ourselves back into bondage? Why would we walk into the cell and not only lock the door and throw the key out the window into the proverbial moat, but then we get back against the wall and we put the iron shackles back around us? When, when the Lord sets us free, and when the Father sets us free, we should be rejoicing, and we should be want to wanting to be run as wanting to run as fast as we can away from slavery and bondage in areas of our lives. And let's finish the verse: either of sin resulting in death, or of obedience resulting in righteousness. So here we have the choice. As believers, and Paul's writing to Romans, Rome Christians, uh, Christians in Rome, these are believers. And he's saying that you can either get back into your bondage, you can go back to Egypt and be in slavery in areas of your lives, or you can choose to present your bodies as instruments and, 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 and be enslaved to righteousness and be enslaved to holiness and consider yourself as a bond slave shackled to the Lord Jesus Christ. Would you rather be shackled to the Lord Jesus Christ than be back in a prison cell shackled to the wall and sitting there accomplishing nothing for the kingdom of heaven and wasting your time, wasting away, so to speak? I love this verse, Romans 6.16. 6, and in fact, it would be a be a great verse to memorize. Look at verse 17, but thanks be to God, and of course a lot of the times in Scripture where God is spoken of, it's God the Father. But thanks be to God the Father, that though you were slaves of sin, you were, past tense, you became obedient from the heart to that form of teaching to which you were committed. And having been freed from sin, you became slaves of righteousness. So Paul's commending the Christians who at least are, you know, most of the cells, the 10,000 cells, you know, they have been away from. Now, maybe be walking back into a few cells at a time, but the Lord has mercy. He frees us again. And this is what deliverance is all about. And it's such an important part of the ministry and of the gospel. And actually is, according to Luke 10, where the kingdom of heaven, as in other aspects of the gospel, the kingdom of heaven actually comes down at that point. Heaven's kingdom is operating in front of our eyeballs, in the spirit realm, manifesting in the, into the physical when deliverance is being done. And you can find that out, by the way, over in Luke 10, where Jesus breaks into a pean of praise, shall we say, to the Father, and he thanks the Father, God the Father, our Father in his Father, that... Uh, he has revealed these things to us. 
mere babes. I mean, we are like little infants that know nothing compared to the intellect of a holy God. And here God the Father, because of, for the sake of his Son, Jesus Christ, because we are in Christ, in him, God the Father blesses us with these tremendous truths. And as I said, you can read that in uh, Luke chapter 10, verses 21 through 23, and uh, through 22. And, and look at verse 23. And turning to the disciples, he says privately to them, Blessed are you, Makarios, blessed, Makarios, blessed are the eyes which see, which see the things you see. And I, I love to read those verses because it's right in the context of them coming back, rejoicing that the demons are subject, rejoicing that that uh, that the enemy is being defeated, and then of course Jesus reminds them that the most important thing, even greater than that, is the fact that our names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life, because fighting demons is only for now, and salvation is forever. Salvation. Healing and deliverance, Mark 16, 17 and following, 16, 16 and following, 16, 17, 18. The full gospel, not the third gospel like the Baptists, not the two-thirds gospel like the Charismatics, most of the Charismatics, but the full gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ is salvation, deliverance, and healing. Back to the sexual sin, you know, there's a, Paul gives a great word of warning in this area, and, you know, I, I'm speaking, of course, to, to anyone, any of us that are hung up in, in, in really in bondage to um, uh, these, uh, you know, all the things that encompass what the Greek says is porneia, we get the word pornography from it, uh, which is a, a general inclusive term sometimes translated fornication, sometimes just translated sexual immorality. And uh, whatever it is, whatever area it is, whether it's uh, premarital sex, which is fornication, which is extramarital sex, which is adultery. And by the way, don't call it an affair. It's not an affair. That's candy-coating what the Bible calls it. Uh, call, don't call it a rendezvous. Call it what God calls it, and that is sin, and that is fornication, and, of course, premarital, call it adultery. Specifically, God calls it adultery. And he uh, has a lot to say, if you just look up the word adultery, adulteress, adulterer, in his word, in a, in a concordance, Strong's Concordance, or Good, good Work and Kohlenberger's, NIV Exhaustive Concordance, whatever you, uh, you use, uh, look up the word adultery, because adulterer, God has a lot to say, and not only includes physical adultery, but also includes spiritual adultery. Uh, read James 4. James 4 uh, uh, says that the Holy Spirit is jealous over us because of the adultery, the spiritual adultery that we commit when we uh, give ourselves over to various uh, idols in our lives and various gods, shall we say, and goddesses that that have no business in our lives, things that, that, and by the way, my definition of idolatry, and of course tying into sex, because sex many times becomes an idol, uh, that we worship, worship at, at the proverbial altar. But, but uh, idolatry, I define idolatry as, as whenever God has to wait, it's an idol. 
Whenever God has to wait, it's an idol. So if you have to watch your, your favorite program, or as one friend told me recently that he he put his television in the closet and doesn't watch TV anymore. So I asked him, I said, well, how much computer are you are you doing? And he got a little convicted about that. Because I told him, I said, you just switched monitors is all you did. You went from a television to a different monitor, to a different screen. And I'm, again, there, 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 there's nothing wrong with certain things that we do, but again, um, we never let even the good things, you know, like watching the weather. How can that be an idol? Well, it can be. And we just have to make sure that they don't become idols in our lives where God has to wait. God is pushed aside and says, well, I want to do this first. And then I want to do that thing first. God says, I will have no other gods before me. So if you're a Christian, you need, we need to repent and we need to make sure that we're, Holy Spirit, just keep us on guard as to any idols in our lives. And, you know, sometimes people are idols. I, I, I've counseled with families as a pastor, teacher, in pastoral counseling, and the children end up being the idol. Or the parents end up being the idol. Or the girlfriend or the boyfriend becomes an idol. And we've all fallen into it. And, and, you know, it's not a question of whether we have. It's a question of how much. Not a question of if we have. It's a question of how much we have. And that's why we've got to immediately stay, in, stay you know, fine-tuned to the Holy Spirit's leading so that when he convicts us of something, that we say, okay, thank you, Holy Spirit, for that check. I needed that hip check. And... Um, and thank you, and I right now confess it as sin, and I call out uh, to the Father and to the Lord Jesus Christ for empowerment and for help and for strength, and I want to get my nose into the Word instead of always watching my favorite TV program. And one of the Psalms I love, by the way, and then we'll get over to 1 Corinthians 6.18, but one of the psalms that I love is, is, is the longest psalm in the Bible. Remember, the Hebrews would sing their psalms. It was their hymnal. It was their songbook. And as they sang their songs, I can only imagine singing Psalm 119. Read Psalm 119. Each paragraph uh, is, has a Hebrew letter with it, a letter of the Hebrew alphabet. And if you read one of those, and memorize some of the verses, even the whole paragraph. Wow, your life is going to show some power and glory like you've never experienced before, and victory. Because the Word of God is living, is alive, and powerful, and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing, the dividing asunder of soul and spirit into the joints and the marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and the intentions of the human heart. So, Psalm 119, one of the verses says that he knows the Word of God. He studies the Word of God. How shall a man keep his way pure? By living according to his Word. How shall a man cleanse his way? By living according to his Word. I tell you, this author, and I don't think we know who it is. God knows who it is, but, but thank God for him for writing that psalm, because that man loved God's Word. He was in love with God's Word 
like I aspire to be, and I know you probably aspire to be as well. And he just loved the scriptures. And you know, I challenge you to do that. Next time you, you watch a program, get right to the middle of it, and just where it begins to get interesting, and like, wow, I can't turn this off. You know what? Show that you're not addicted to it. Show that it's not an idol in your life. Turn it off and, and run to your prayer closet for the, re- for the rest of the half hour or 40 minutes. And let the Holy Spirit within you know that what he has to tell you is more important and what the Word of God has to tell you is, and, 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 and helping others, praying for others, is more important than anything on the television or anything on the computer. I was listening to a pastor on the radio, and he was he was t- saying, you know, what's the difference between uh, he doesn't he doesn't do Facebook anymore. He said he's he, he's tried it, but he just found it to be a huge gossip session. And again, I'm not knocking everything. I know there's some spiritual enriching things that you can say as you share scripture and as you uh, pour your life and heart into uh, into, into people. But man, in with some cases, it seems like it's just a lot of gossip about things, and you got to be careful about that. You want to use what you've got for the to to for the kingdom of heaven and to advance it, and to um, to live according to the word of God. Look at verse First Corinthians six eighteen. Uh, flee. I'm reading from the NAS. Flee immorality. Of course, sexual immorality, and again, that's. Premarital sex, fornication, extramarital sex, adultery, or any kind of sexual immorality. Every other sin that a man commits, and this is mankind, of course, or a person commits, is outside the body. But the immoral man, immoral person, sins against their own body. And I believe what Paul is saying there is completed in our understandings when we have tangled with demons in the spirit realm. Because sexual sin invites a whole host of demons that give legal grounds when it's not repented of and it's continued like it's, well, I'll just deal with it later and I like it and I'm not going to give it up. In that kind of attitude, uh, invites a whole slew of demons that are body, shall we say, body-destructive demons. Uh, Spirits of all kinds of you know cervical cancers and cancer other cancers of other parts of the body and uh, these the, these uh, viruses that come in the demons keep alive and uh, I think there are like over thirty now sexually transmitted diseases uh, in the loins of people and people it's it's not just the disease itself it's the demons that bring about the the disease in the body. So the body is not at ease. It's not like God created it. So there's a whole slew of demons that come in with sexual sin. You say, well, Pastor John, I've been promiscuous, and I fooled around sexually with several people. And remember, even the medical community, I brought this out in my meetings, even the medical community says that whoever you have sex with, you've had sex with everybody they've had sex with. So you can see how things multiply. And when you're involved in immorality, you have no clue as to what's coming inside of you. But, you know, 10, 
20, 30 years down the road, you're going to find out. And the only thing I can recommend to you is just get on your knees, repent, cut the ungodly soul ties, get out of the relationship, especially if you're living together. And by the way, if you are living together, God doesn't recognize it. There's no such thing as common law marriage in God's word. You never find it. And, uh, in fact, Jesus in John 4 nails it down. He says to the woman at the well that you've had five husbands, and the one you're living with is not your husband. So living with someone doesn't mean it's your husband. This woman had been divorced five times. And I'd figure that if you can't get it by three, uh, it's like picking a car. Don't. Whatever you do, don't you know? get counsel before you pick another car if you pick three lemons. If you're on your fifth marriage, I'd say it's time to give up and just uh, be married to Jesus. And uh, let God the Father be your Heavenly Father and Jesus be your bride, or I should say your groom, and you be the bride, and just leave it at that. But, and, all, and we're not even talking, haven't even included the curse of divorce in the equation. In a couple of moments, we're going to go after some sexual spirits, give you a, a chance to get some freedom. So, um, let's see if we can uh, do some renunciation prayers. Again, Proverbs 28, 13 Whoever confesses, whoever conceals his sin will not prosper. Whoever confesses and renounces it will find mercy. And that's what you have to do. You've got to get, number one, on your knees, confess it as sin, admit to God that you've blown it, that you have no clue as to what's inside of you, but that you're trusting him and, and trusting the Lord Jesus Christ to free you from these things, these wicked things, so they won't uh, end up killing you, literally. And uh, you're having a premature funeral. So, and then, of course, cut the relationship. If you're living together, move out. Just give them a, you, know, you never need advance notice. You say, I'm out of here. Uh, the Lord and, and obeying the word is more important to me than uh, you're pleasing you and pleasing myself. I, I'm sorry. I'm out of here. And you, you need to do it. It's, it's, it's so sad that so many children... Are, uh, are bringing down on themselves through the, because of the parents, the curse of the bastard on them, the curse that lasts for ten generations, unless you know the truth and how to break it and what to do. Ten generation curse, curse of the bastard, the curse of illegitimacy, because there are so many people living together and they're not married, and it is a it is an epidemic, not only in the United States but around the world. And no one's getting away with anything, people. Every time those people are having sex, whether there's a child resulting or not, even if they're, quote, protected or not protected, these demons are coming into them. And uh, while the virus may not enter them, uh, there are other things that are demons that are entering them, and they're going to create those same diseases, and they're going to be a, in, a, in a major pickle. And the soul that sins will die. Again, God's, God's word is eternal. The principle is there that the more we sin, the, the, the faster we're going to die. The less we sin, the, the more obedience, the more holiness, the longer we're going to live to be able to serve the Lord. So let's see if we can uh, do a, well, let's put it, have a coming out party. How does that sound? Except it's not the kind that normally people think of. It's quite, in fact, Quite just the opposite. So let's go through some renunciation prayer. And 
you can never do the renunciations enough because every time it just weakens, removes the legal grounds from the enemy. A demon cannot come unto us. The scripture says, the curse causes shall not light in Proverbs. So you've, you, the demons have got to have, not only curses have to have a legal ground, but the demons coming in, riding in with the curse, has got to have a legal ground. So let's see if we can break uh, break some of this stuff. And while we're at it, we'll go through the forgiveness prayer. And again, just look it up in Matthew 18, 34 and 35, where those of us who are Christians will have spirits of tormenting nature come into us. We have found cancer and arthritis and other crippling diseases and wasting away diseases tied into unforgiveness and bitterness. So none of us want that. So let's see if we can uh, go through the forgiveness prayer. And I'm just going to just agree with me. I'm not going to give you a bite size. We've only got an hour together. So Lord willing, enabling, we'll see you next Tuesday at 8 o'clock and we'll have a lot more time and so forth. But for now, let's see if we can just agree together. And you're going to need paper towel and maybe even a bag. If you're driving, do not do this. Um, just turn it off and listen to it archive on archive later and get in a safe, a safe, secure place and see if you can get some help tonight. Just, re- just agree with me in faith. I'm just going to read it normally. Just agree with me in faith as we forgive those who've heard and disappointed us. Father, I confess that in my past, I have held unforgiveness and have resented certain people who hurt and disappointed me. I've held unforgiveness in my heart against them, and I call upon you, Lord, to help me forgive them. I do not forgive the following people whom I can remember who have hurt and disappointed me, whether living or dead. I'll give you just a few moments to do that. I just ask God, the Holy Spirit, to bring to your mind anyone you need to forgive. Family, friends, church people, pastors, ex-pastors, ex-spouses especially, children, grandchildren, co-workers. Well, let's continue. And Lord, I ask you to bless them if they're still living. If they're unsaved, please reach down and save them. If they're not saved, if they're not saved, please reach please reach down and save them. If they are saved, lead them into the full gospel of salvation, healing, and deliverance. And Lord, most importantly, I do now forgive and accept myself in the mighty name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. All right, that was, again, just an opportunity to remove some legal grounds. And uh, as uh, Pastor Worley used to say it best, to kind of clear the underbrush. So let's see if we can now confess the sins of the fathers and just agree with me in faith believing if you're if you're there alone you know just bow your head close your eyes and just say it with me in faith in accordance with Leviticus 26 
I do now confess the sins of the fathers, the sins of my ancestors, all idolatry, especially idolatry of a sexual nature, all preoccupation with sensual desires and appetites and indulging them, all longing and ardent desire for what is forbidden, all inordinate affection, all unnatural and unrestrained passions and lusts, all promoting or partaking of that which tends to produce lewd emotions and foster sexual sin and lust, and all spirits of defiling the marriage bed. In Jesus' name, all filthy jokes, I confess his sin, obscene and filthy language, lewd and obscene music, poetry, literature, and art. I confess all the sins of the fathers and any of my own sin in the areas of pornography, acts of sodomy, adultery, fornication, sexual immorality, masturbation, effeminacy, and homosexuality, and lesbianism. And I hereby reclaim all ground that I've ever given to Satan in body, mind, and soul. And from now on, I dedicate all these all the sexual areas to you, dear Lord, to be used for your glory alone in marriage covenant. I want you to control and empower every area of my life, including the blessing of the gift of sex, so that from now on they might be used according to your will. I also now give to you my affections, my emotions, and desires, and request that they be motivated and controlled by your precious Holy Spirit. And please forgive me and the sins of my ancestors, the sins of the fathers, in the areas of witchcraft, occultism, adultery, pride, hatred, divorce, I break the curse of divorce back to Adam and Eve and all sides of my family lines and all my descendants. In Jesus' mighty name, I also confess sexual perversions, rebellion and stubbornness, alcoholism and drug addiction, and wicked heart of unbelief. And I break the curses in his name and lift the curses, whoredoms, and iniquities for me and my descendants, and I command all evil spirits associated with these to leave me in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, I'm just going to call down some help in the next uh, several minutes. Let's see if we can attack some of these areas. Will against them. They will leave if you've truly repented from your heart, if you really believe that demons are inside of you. That's the only way you're going to get some real freedom and lasting victory in these areas. Satan, in Jesus' mighty name, we put you and all of your legions on notice this, that we're attacking you from our position. We are seated in Christ at the right hand of God the Father in the third heaven. 
We are far above you, all principalities, powers, thrones, dominions, world rulers, rulers of darkness, kings, princes, and every other angelic rank. We bind every wicked spirit from the strong man down to the lowest demon rank power and form within us. We also bind every demon and all satanic forces in the air above us, around us, and command them, forbid them, that they will not be able to interfere in any way with your people being set free. We also bind and block all demonic transference, and we ask for the gifts of the Holy Spirit to be operating, without which we cannot do deliverance and healing. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, amen. All right, as I said before, just will against these spirits. Come on, all spirits of sexual immorality. Come on out in Jesus Christ's name. Adultery. Come on out in Jesus Christ's name. We break the curse of adultery over the family lines. Back to Adam and Eve in Jesus' mighty name. All spirits of adultery. Come on out. All spirits, all sexual spirits, we bind you in Jesus Christ's name. Come on, move. All fantasy lust. Come on out in Jesus Christ's name. All fantasy, fantasy lust. Come on out. Out of the mind. Out of the will and emotions out of the brain. Come on out in Jesus Christ's name. Out in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Come on, move. Come on, move. All filthy conversation, filthy jokes. Come on, all the spirits tied in in Jesus Christ's name. All spirits that enter the eyes, the ears, through participation with another person or other people, or transfer or by inheritance, we command you out of God's people right now in Jesus' mighty name. All spirits of guilt, shame, and condemnation, get out in Jesus' mighty name. Guilt, shame, and condemnation, move in Jesus' mighty name. All spirits of pornography, all spirits of uh, pornography, come on out in Jesus Christ's name. All spirits that came in through the websites, through magazines, Playboy, Penthouse, We, all the magazines, come on out in Jesus Christ's name, all the way out. X-rated movies. Come on, all the spirits that came in through the movies. All spirits of homosexuality, lesbianism, sexual perversion of all kinds. Come on out, move, all the way out. Even bestiality. Come on out in Jesus Christ's name. Sodomy. Come on, move, all the way out. All spirits of incest, rape, fornication, adultery. Come on. Come on, Pornaya, get out in Jesus Christ's name. Sexual mind control. Get out of God's people right now. Spirits of occult sex, Asmodeus. Come on, move. Prostitution, harlotry, exhibitionism, uncleanness, defiling spirits. Come on out. All the defiling spirits that make us feel dirty all the time. The blood of Jesus has cleansed us. Now you leave us right now in Jesus' mighty name. All spirits of sexual flashbacks, sexual fantasies, lewdness, nudity, promiscuity, flirting, seduction, lust of the flesh. Come on out. All spirits of frigidity, impotence, come on, move. Out. Out of the, the, uh, the lips, the tongue, the taste buds, the throat, the mind, the sex organs, come on, move. All the way out. Get out of God's people. All spirits of the, uh, that came in to uh, engender, to start, to bring about and continue all sexually transmitted diseases. Come on, all spirits of AIDS, come on out. All demons, come on, move. Gonorrhea, come on out. Syphilis, all these spirits, we bind you in Jesus Christ's name. Father, we just loose angels right now in myriads of numbers to go in battle for God's people. We want to be holy. 
We want to be set apart for the Lord. We want to be different in a godly way. Come on, move all the way out. Sexual flashbacks, filthy imaginations. Get out of God's people. All that sexual mind control, prince of occult sex. Come on, move all the way out. Every foul, ugly spirit, all defiling spirits, come out of God's people. Move it right now in Jesus Christ's name. Come on, demons, listen to the Holy Spirit. He's giving you a tongue lashing. Now, come on, move all the way out. All spirits of sexual fantasies, incubus, succubus, all the succubus spirits, succubi spirits that, that bother the men at night. Come on, move out. All spirits of incubus that's, that that uh, afflict the women. Come on, move. You get out of these women of God. Move. All spirits of nudity, come on out. All the love for nudity. All the idolatry, come on out. All the idolatry. We confess as sin, putting anything in front of the Lord God. The greatest commandment is to love. Jesus said is to love Yahweh your God, the Lord your God, with all your mind, all your strength, all your might, all your power. Come on, move all the way out. That's the greatest commandment, the first greatest commandment. Come on, move. We want to love the Lord Jesus Christ. We want to love God the Father. We want to be in love with God the Holy Spirit, the triune Godhead. Come on, move all the way out. Get out of God's people. We want to be bond slaves to the Lord Jesus Christ. And don't, do not want sexual immorality as a master over us. Come on. Out of God's people, out of the young men, out of the young women, out of the singles. Come on, all that masturbation, come out right now, out of the hands, out of the mouth, out of the sex organs. Come on, all the spirits that defile, torment, and harass, we bind you in Jesus Christ's name. One minute. Hurry up, demons, move it. We got one minute. We're going to put you in enclosures. We're going to put you in boxes, cages, and caves. You get one minute. One minute. Come on out in Jesus Christ's name. All the demons are commanded by name or by function. We bind you and we command you to leave right now in Jesus Christ's name. All the way out. Hurry up. Move it. Let's go. Let's go. you got 30 seconds. Let's go. These are God's people. We are the sheep of God's pasture. Come on. The Lord Jesus Christ is the good shepherd of the sheep. Now come on out. Move. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we just lose spirits of holiness right now into us to continually fight these demons. Spirits of righteousness, spirits of purity. Ten seconds. Yawn them out. Burp them out. Retch them out. You get a will against some people. Holy Spirit, strengthen our wills. Five seconds. Amen. Praise the Lord. I know some of you got some good help tonight. We praise the Lord for that. And don't give up. You may want to archive this and play it over again. Father, right now, we just loose angels into us, put every demon back in enclosures, or even for the first time in enclosures, 600,000 times too small. Seal them with the blood of Jesus. Assign angels 24-7 to read scriptures they hate to hear, especially the future torment of hellfire. We also pray the life, health, healing, restoration will come into us, pour the bomb of Gilead, the blood of Jesus ever, to promote full shalom, full healing, where the demons have trashed the place before they left. Any areas of our lives in body and soul, in our hearts, and around our human spirits, where the Holy Spirit and the new nature reside. We also pray that uh, you'll cover us with the precious blood of Jesus to protect us and our families, our loved ones. 
respective church families, property and possessions of which were stewards, to protect us from any and all satanic and demonic backslash in Christ Jesus' name. Amen, amen, and amen. Good job, people. Good job. God bless you for coming on tonight. Thank you, brother. Can I give out your contact information before you go? Yes, uh, you can You can reach me at agapebible.org, just like it sounds, A-G-A-P-E, bible.org, or, or email me at pjservant at aol.com, and uh, phone number 716-655-5008. We carry all of Pastor Worley's booklets and books and, CD, and a number of CDs and DVDs and all the best deliverance material out there, as well as other great Christian stuff. So got, contact me through Agape Bible Bookroom. And through that format, and uh, see you next time. Love you, Brother Shannon. Thank you for listening to Omega Man Radio. Our mission is to operate in the threefold ministry of Jesus Christ and take evangelism, deliverance from demons, and miracle healing to the world. If you would like to partner with us, you can support this work by donating any amount online at OmegaManRadio.com. Join us in an all-out attack against the hosts of hell. 